Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Welcome back to 15 Minutes of Marvel, the only podcast that gives you Marvel reviews, news, and rumors in just 15 minutes. I'm your host, Ethan Simi. Today on the show, this is the big show, the big day. I've officially announced a winner of the Twitter giveaway for a just a fantastic, really, really cool Infinity War poster from a, from a small-time artist. And, uh, and I'm here. I'm going to announce the winner here on the pod uh, so that's super exciting. I've also got a, a slate of news to cover. We've got Guardians Volume 3 stuff. Black Panther Wakanda Forever storyline is weird. Also, your MCU hot takes. I hit up Twitter and I asked for your hot takes and holy cow, you all delivered. You all delivered extremely well and I can't fault you because I asked for it. I wanted it and you, you brought the fire. So I wanted to talk about some of those hot takes. Let's start with the Twitter giveaway winner. I put up a, 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 a giveaway um, at the beginning of the week and and basically said, like, hey, thanks for getting me to 400 followers on Twitter. I, I love you all 3,000, and I appreciate it, and I want to give you something. I want to give away something for all of your support. So I found this really cool Infinity War poster um, on Etsy. It's it's dynamite. Go to my Twitter, at uh, 15-Minute Marvel. Check it out. It's, it's really cool. I'm probably going to buy one for myself. And so I've officially got a winner. I announced it last night on the uh, the Twitch live stream of the podcast. Congratulations to at name taken pod for winning the awesome poster, man. Uh, congratulations. And uh, and we've already talked over Twitter. I'm sending it to you. I already placed the order. And, uh, you know, enjoy that poster, fam. And just for all the other listeners out there, Every 100 followers that I that I get, so next will be 500. I always do a giveaway. I I mean I do a giveaway every 100. So tell your friends to follow me, and we'll we'll get another giveaway going here pretty pretty quick. Cause I've always wanted to win giveaways, so I put them out in the universe for other people to win. You know, just trying to do my service. Let's talk Guardians Volume Three soundtrack. It's done. It's done. People, James Gunn took to Twitter and said, "Hey, we've we've got the soundtrack done. It's locked and loaded. Things are good to go." And that is really encouraging because from what we know about James Gunn, he record or basically, you know, he films the Guardians movies in succession with the songs. He has the songs playing in real life to the scenes that that he's filming, and if the soundtrack is done, it means things are ready. It means like we're ready to start moving. He said it starts filming at the end of the year and it's just really promising. It just fills my heart and makes me happy and it's really, really promising and uh, I'm happy about it because I guess I'm actually more excited for volume three than maybe I thought I was or I anticipated I was. And so now obviously begins the long, arduous process of uh, speculating what is in Guardians Volume 3, what we're going to do. Uh, James Gunn has come out and tweeted uh, a link to, I think it's 64-song playlist on Spotify that he made. It's all of these songs from Volume 1 and 2 that didn't make the cut, didn't make the official movie or official album. He said, look, I'm not going to say that that you know um, none of these will be on Volume 3. Some of them might be, but here's what didn't make the cut. So... You know, I went through that that playlist last night on Twitch, and I uh, followers, listeners, watch viewers, and I kind of tried to speculate what might be in Guardians Volume Three. I've got a couple predictions. 
I think we're going to get a Beastie Boys song because we've got Groot going through the teenage years. He, he's he got to do some headbanging. He's got to have an emo phase. Everybody does. So, like, why wouldn't Groot? You've got to have it. You've got to have it. So, I'm pretty sure we're going to get a Beastie Boys song and we're going to get a scene of Groot just banging it out and rocking to Beastie Boys. I'm, I'm going to put money on that. Now, we, know, we also know that Star-Lord got a Zune at the end of Volume 2. We see him shuffle through it, and we hear snippets of a lot of songs, or we see, like, titles of a lot of songs. And so with that, I think in the beginning of Volume 3, uh, if not, like, the first scene, very close, you know, in the first act, we're going to see Star-Lord hit the magic shuffle button and spice it up. He's never had a Zune before. He's just had a cassette player. So my man, he's got to experience what there is, what the possibilities are out there with a Zune in your life. And and I never had a Zune, personally. Um, you know, I, I was always kind of envious of people that did uh, because they looked really cool. And, you know, they're, they're like, I don't know, didn't last forever, you know? So, like, people want them. But I think he's going to hit the shuffle button, and I think we're going to hear a handful of songs, possibly even, like, get a full soundtrack, like, bing, bang, boom, in three minutes. Like, we're just getting snippets and I could go for that. We did see the title of The Distance by Cake. I hope that gets in there. Uh, I, I love Cake. The band, Fashion Nugget, fantastic album. Go check it out. Um, and are we going to get any more Fleetwood Mac? I don't know because I feel like James Gunn, Fleetwood Mac guy. That, that's my guess. Also led me to think that, you know, what kind of songs are we going to get in the Guardians holiday special? Are we getting strictly holiday music, Christmas music, or are we getting... Like, old-timey stuff? Are we getting a mix? A combination? What is happening? I don't know. Let me know your thoughts at 15MinuteMarvel on Twitter. I don't know how James Gunn is going to musicify the Guardians Holiday Special, and I'm very curious, and now I have to wait, like, years to, to find out. Um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever Storyline. Some information came out. Martin Freeman, who plays Everett Ross, was on the Late Late Show with James Corden this week, and basically tease some of his story, some of his role in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And I'll, I'll chop down the quote here. He basically said, like, listen, I was on a Zoom call with Ryan Coogler, who's the director and the co-writer, and he walked me through the film, told me all of my character's beats, and uh, and some of it was really very odd. And apparently Martin Freeman was, like, Ryan Coogler could read it on his face, and, and Ryan basically told him, like, hey, stay with me. This is going to work. Um... And, and so Martin's reaction was, you know, that people are in for a real treat. Um, so this is interesting to me. This has me curious because I, if it's very odd, is it, it could definitely, it could go in one of two directions. Very odd being like actually very odd, like actually maybe doesn't make sense or actually doesn't apply to the MCU or apply to the Black Panther storyline. Like maybe it's weird. So there's that direction, which I don't think we would go in that direction. I trust Ryan Coogler with with my life. I, I, I trust that man with, with everything, uh, even though I don't know him personally, like, you know, at all. I, you just got to make a good movie and then I trust you with my life. Uh, it's pretty simple. So you've got that, but then you, you've also got the very odd being just new, just something brand new in a new direction. Uh, the, the whole real treat thing has me thinking it's moving in this direction that we are actually in for a real treat, that we're actually going to get something that's that's pushing the limits, that's new, that's interesting, that is maybe a little off the beaten path, but it's for the good of of the MCU, the good of Black Panther, etc., etc. 
will Chadwick's legacy hurt or help this film? That's kind of the big grand question that I've been trying to ask myself. Ask yourself as well as well, because I want to know. I want to know what you all think. I I think that it will ultimately help this film for sure. I think Ryan Coogler will will take the time and space and and necessary to remember Chadwick Boseman as he should and as should be included in in Black Panther Panther Wakanda Forever. And I I am very much looking forward to see that on the the biggest screen, absolutely humanly possible in where I live, which is just an IMAX, but still. The biggest screen, as soon as I can, on opening night, I want to be there because I want to see what it is. The flip side of that could be that Ryan Coogler gets so invested in representing Chadwick and showing what he meant to Black Panther, to the MCU, etc., that he could get like tunnel vision on that, which would not necessarily be a good thing. It could make the storyline suffer. It could make the the movie suffer as a whole. Well, do I think that's going to happen? Absolutely not. I'm just saying that could be a possibility, even though I don't think that it's real. It, it could could be a possibility. Um, other news as well. Article dropped this morning that What If is possibly getting an August release date. Now, that's exciting. We were thinking that it would be sometime in summer. I know August. I'm pretty sure that counts as summer. I don't know. To me, summer is is, is May, June, July. That's summer. And, and I know that's not real. That's just in my own reality that I live in. Um, I don't know. I got that, the Mind Stone tricks are, you know, sticking with me, I guess. But in August would be exciting. That's pretty quick. That's only a few months away now. And I'm still not super hyped up about what if I've got to be blunt. I got to be got to be honest with you here because I'm just not it's just not like near the top of the list of things that I'm looking forward to, which is not a slight against it. Uh, it has nothing to do with the animation. If it were live action, maybe I would maybe a little bit more. So maybe I just lied. But still, it's just the what if scenario. Like I'm so invested in the MCU and the way events have already played out that the what if kind of is throwing me for a loop. Uh, so you know, August sounds exciting. I think that's pretty quick. Um, it's it's nice that we maybe have you know like a month to attach to it now, but we'll see. I'm ho- I have high hopes. I have uh, dreams that I will I will love the What If series and it'll change my life. Which you know, no pressure. I'm not putting any pressure on the show. That's nothing. Uh, but you know, should be pretty simple. Change a man's life. That's all I'm asking for over here. Now you all. Got at me on Twitter. I, I put I put something on Twitter yesterday, and I asked for everybody's hot takes. I said, "Listen, I want to know your hottest, most just scalding, white, boiling hot takes about the MCU." And you all did not fail to deliver. There's a handful that I wanted to just mention that got got tossed around. We got some some multiples of some stuff, but here are the ones that stood out to me the most. Uh, we've got Norton's Incredible Hulk, top ten MCU. Um, whoa, that's I feel like that's hot. That's hot to me, and that's the thing about hot takes. They're different to everybody. A, di- a hot take is different to everybody because if you agree with that, that ain't no hot take. That's just facts, right? To me, that's a hot take because if you look on my letterbox at Ethan Final Take. Uh, is my letterbox. Go find me on there. I've got my MCU power rankings. Oh, again, with the power rankings. I love it. Powerful power rankings. If you check out my MCU power rankings, The Incredible Hulk, that dead last spot. 
dead last. I did not like that movie. I just didn't, wasn't here for it. Just didn't do it for me at all. Just nothing, nothing for me. So saying that Norton's Incredible Hulk top 10, that's bananas. That's boiling hot. Uh, Agent, uh, Age of Ultron, getting some love, you know, and I feel like that's not a hot take to me. Age of Ultron, massively, massively underrated film. A lot of people throwing love for it in the comments, and I, I appreciate that. I stand by that. I think it's facts. Thor Ragnarok is the worst MCU movie. Whoa, whoa, let's back up. Let's back up. Let's not, let's not lie to the people here, because, you know, that's a hot take in my eyes. That is in my top five uh, MCU power rankings for sure. I think it's phenomenal. I think if I were to sit and watch it with a different, kind of a different view of trying to find the problems, I bet you I could find a lot of problems. Like, I bet you it's more the situation of like being enamored with the movie as a whole and just enjoying it versus like actually dissecting it. So, you know, maybe I've got some homework to do. Maybe I got to do a little, little dissection. Maybe Thor Ragnarok is uh, is where we go with the end of month movie uh, commentary episode. But the worst MCU movie, please, please, child, please get out of here. Because uh, Thor The Dark World was, was f- far worse. The Incredible Hulk worse. Uh, there's just worse movies to me than Thor, you know, than Thor Ragnarok. I just, I feel like everybody likes Thor Ragnarok. So that's, that's that. Iron Man is the worst MCU movie and Thor 1 is a top 10. Both of those are just, you know, hot, scalding hot cups of tea. That's just wild stuff to me. Iron Man, I don't think it's the best by any means, but I don't think it's the worst. I think it's really imperative for the Marvel Universe as a whole. Without Iron Man 1, we are nowhere. And Thor, like, look, again, I don't want to belabor the Thor point, but I just couldn't really get into Thor. Like, besides Ragnarok, which is totally different, and and I understand that, I couldn't get into Thor 1. Like, it just wasn't the vibe. Wasn't the vibe for me. And the last hot take out there I wanted to mention, Spider-Man Far From Home is one of the worst MCU films. Now that, you're putting my boy Jake G under the bus, and I do not appreciate that. Neither does Jake G. I know that. He's my boy. Even though, you know, I even though I don't know him. He's, he's my boy. I think Spider-Man Far From Home is is actually one of the best MCU films. Um, it's not top five for me, but I think it's I think it's done really well with storytelling and um, and setting and everything that's involved I think is done really, really well. Um, now, that would be an interesting conversation to have uh, about it being one of the worst MCU films, but hey, I, I disagree and... I love Mysterio. I got a Funko Pop of him here in the uh, Mini Marvel Studios, so I'm not going to stand for this this slander on uh, on my guy Mysterio. Uh, what is your scorching MCU hot take that you have? Or you know, it could just be could just be lukewarm. It could be mild. Uh, you know, it just feels good to get it off your chest. So send it to me. Let me know at 15 Minute Marvel on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to join me every Thursday over on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash 15 Minutes of Marvel for a live podcast. I chat about all the things that I cannot fit into this 15 minute podcast. It is always a good time. We announce giveaway winners. We do all kinds of cool stuff. So be sure to follow and check that out. Uh, subscribe to this podcast on any major podcast platform. And I will see you back here next time as Ben from Three Films in a Pod joins me to talk Age of Ultron and why it is actually an incredibly underrated movie. 
Sounds like I've got an Age of Ultron rewatch coming on, and you should too. Prepare for the show next week, fam. I'm Ethan Semi, and remember, always go higher, further, and faster. Oh.